Good morning, Rogue Radio listeners. My name is Sarah Jane, if y'all forgot, because it's been a while. Not really. But, uh, I was sick. Uh, I had the flu. And then after that, I was dehydrated. Um, but good news, I am back. I am keeping food down. I am keeping water in me. I'm so hydrated and so happy. I'm back to my old silly self. And, uh, I hope you guys enjoy, uh, this little daily news segment. Um, but before I do that, I just want to thank my friends and family and my ministry, uh, the ministry that I'm part of. I don't, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, that have, uh, prayed over me and spoke life over me. Um, I appreciate you all and I love you all. So thank you guys for that. I, I wouldn't be better without prayer because prayer is powerful. Um, but today I wanted to do a daily news segment. I've, um, broke it down into three segments. Uh, one of them is social media news. The other is national news or news that you would basically see on the television, but y'all are listening to me because y'all hate the news because of how depressing it is. Alright, and then um, I have a surprise segment for one of my uh, listener countries, and each time I get a new listener country, um, I'll be doing a surprise for one of you. Um, Because as a thanks for uh, you guys, you know, listening to me, I, I really do appreciate the people from the different countries of Spain, Canada, Norway, um... And Australia, I I really do appreciate you guys. It just means that I am kind of making a little bit of an impact. I don't know what kind of an impact, whether you guys are laughing at me or thinking that I'm silly or weird. It's fine. But I always thought it was really cool that different people from different countries and different walks of life are listening to me. Um, That, I, 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 the. I'm just kind of, um, I'm happy. I'm happy that that's actually happening to me. I'm not saying that I'm important, but I'm saying that's pretty cool. That's pretty darn cool. Um, so excuse me for fangirling. All right. But shout out to those countries. Thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. Um, but yeah. For all of the countries that are right now listening to me, every daily news segment, y'all are gonna have your own segment, okay? Y'all are gonna have your own um, news segment. I said it was gonna be a surprise, I already ruined it, that's alright. Well, the news is gonna be a surprise, I guess. But, let's go right into some uh, social media news. (laughs) Um... I am a big YouTube fan, so I had to put in about a few of these uh, YouTube news things, and I will put down the resources where I got these new segments from uh, in the description of the podcast, so um, you guys can actually go in and, you know, look at it yourselves and stuff like that. So, um... First in social media news, uh, a mother by Michelle Grace uh, beat her two-year-old daughter because of ruining two makeup palettes. Um, She made a 
YouTube video about it, saying that her hand hurt, she's popped her daughter uh, in the mouth, I think, and, or probably not in the mouth, she said just, she's just like, popped her daughter, and she's two years old, and you're beating your daughter because she's ruined your makeup. Um, I kind of relate to the two-year-old girl, though, because when I was young, my mom would whoop me whenever I got into her makeup. I don't believe that I was at, like two years old though. I don't, I think I was maybe a little older and I think I knew better because my mom told me not to do this. But um, this child is two years old and you're beating her because she's probably just emulating what, you know, you've done, Michelle. I mean, you're, I don't know whether you're a single mom or whatever and I don't know why I'm even talking to you directly, but um, the internet is in an uproar because of this because she's got mad over two makeup palettes from Jeffree Star and James Charles and I don't understand why your makeup is more important than your daughter. Your daughter is, should be more important than how much money you spend on you know, YouTube makeup gurus, you know, makeup palettes. And to be honest, I I don't have anything bad to say about any of these, um, you know, makeup gurus. I, I don't believe it's their fault that this happened. Um, but I am going to say this, kind of a little off topic. I don't understand why women like to spend so much money on makeup. Um, that's probably just because I'm a 90s child when I was young, CoverGirl and Maybelline was like the biggest thing out there. So like that's usually what I've stuck to all of my life is Maybelline and CoverGirl and all of those, um, those uh, makeup lines that you can find at Walmart or whatever because they're cheap. and. The foundation that I use is like six bucks. That's too much for me, but I do it anyway to, to, to look good. But um, these makeup palettes are about $27 a piece maybe. And you could buy your kid something to eat. Like if you're a single mom, if you're a mom at all, um, I don't understand. Like. I don't know. In my opinion on this, I I have moms in my family that don't wear makeup because they're too busy taking care of their children. Nowadays, I don't think that's, you know, um, a thing. I think, you know, women have the opportunity to take care of themselves and make themselves look good and be a badass mom at the same time. But, um... I mean, in my in my family, if, if you're a mom, you don't wear makeup that much because you don't have time. But the one thing that I'm trying to say is that this mother, her makeup is more of a priority than parenting her child. She said in the video that numerous times she's told her two-year-old daughter to not be in her makeup. It doesn't matter. Um... To be honest, when I was young, I wanted to be like my mom. I wanted to be pretty like my mom. So every time I got into my mom's makeup, I wanted to kind of look like her. And that's probably what your two-year-old daughter 
is seeing in you because they emulate the the behavior of their parents they they want they learn from the parents so if your daughter is watching you do your makeup then she wants to be like that because she's you know learning all of that and um i don't believe that this uh, mother should have um you know posted this on youtube i honestly don't believe that she should have done any of this um, <clears throat> Michelle Grace is getting a lot of heat after all of this, and rightfully so, because I believe that parenting on YouTube should not exist. I believe that if you want to be a good parent, don't broadcast your discipline on YouTube, don't broadcast your mistakes on YouTube, because in parenting, mistakes are bound to happen, but don't post your parenting on YouTube because there's always going to be someone that says something about it, whether it's right or wrong. And in my opinion, this was wrong. Um, beating your two-year-old daughter in general, not a good idea. Um, cause I believe, um, cause I'm not a mom yet. Uh, I want to be someday, but, um, when I have kids, when me and my husband have kids, uh, we want to be able to show them love from the day they're born to five years old. Um, so the first five years of their life, we want to show them love. There will be a little bit of discipline in there, of course, but it's not going to be spanking or, you know, popping some one of our kids in the mouth. Our priority is to show our children that we love each other and that we love them as well. Um... And then after five years, we'll kind of put in that discipline of like grounding. And um, I do believe in spanking, maybe just like a little tap on the butt, but I don't believe in um, like aggressively beating a child. I was born. I was born. If you utter so much as one syllable, I'll hunt you down and cut you like a fish. Um. That's my husband. Uh, <laughs> I I wanted I wanted to like let y'all hear that because that's that's the Grinch, okay? He likes the Grinch, and that's his ringtone. So uh, that was a little gift to y'all to laugh at, I guess. Um, I sent him a message that I'm doing a podcast, so he should he should look and he he should know. Um, but what was I saying after before he called? No, but I believe like I was raised on spanking. Um, yes, I was traumatized, but that was basically because they would do it repeatedly over the smallest things. And like I said, parenting has you know is bound to have mistakes in it. And yes, parents have made mistakes in general. Um, so I don't hold anything against them. Um, I don't hold anything against my parents. They did what they thought was right. People make mistakes. But learning from their mistakes and learning from uh, my discipline back then, I don't believe in repeatedly spanking a child. I think giving them a tap on the butt is good enough to get the message across. And I believe that if we ever had to spank them, we would absolutely have to spank them. Um, 
only if we really, really, really had to, to where the kid is being out of control and everything. And, um, hey, give me a minute, guys. Had some breakfast, had a little talk with Bay, and now I'm ready for the next segment. Segment? Jesus, this sounded like a white chick. Okay, um, sorry, my white is showing. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm I'm just being silly. Um, patient zero outrage is my next segment of the social media news. Um, for those of you who don't know and who are following the Onision case. Um, I'm, I'm going to name names now just because I don't want to confuse myself and other people. Um, and I feel like the case has gone so public that everybody knows who I'm talking about, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and honestly, I would love to protect the names of the people who are involved in this case, but seeing that everybody actually knows, I feel like that is very unneeded now to just make names up and everything else, so... But I will say, because I'm talking about this and naming names, please don't go on any of their Twitters, any of their Facebooks, or any uh, any platform that you know that they are on and troll them. I am not a supporter of any trolls, and whoever is listening who is a troll, stop listening to me. Stop listening to me. I don't want any part of you. I support the victims of Onision. Alright, and Onision, I know, of course, by law is innocent until proven guilty, but he's guilty in my eyes. So, with that said, patient zero outrage. Shiloh, who is, who I believe, one of the main victims of Onision, she's a singer, um, she's a, I want to say a hip-hop singer now. I don't think she was when she was younger, but she's decided to reinvent herself and, hey, Good on you. I, I I applaud you. You're doing a great job. I'm proud of you, Shiloh. Um, but uh, Shiloh has decided to make a new Twitter called Patient Zero that helps other people um, who have been victims of Onision, past and future victims of Onision, um, and also other people who are victims of predators online. Um, so she actually kind of exploits these predators and kind of gets everybody to uh, report certain people who have been proven, you know, predators and protects everyone that um, has been victimized by these predators. And apparently she is in the news uh, of late because of something that she has done um, that was wrong. Uh, so... One of the victims of Onision, uh, one of the latest ones, uh, her name is Sarah, um, she posted on her Twitter, posting like a link to her Venmo saying that um, her laptop was taken by the FBI, didn't know when she was going to get it back, or if she was ever going to get it back, 
and that she needed a new one for school, and so she decided to post her Venmo for people who support her to donate money. And a lot of people, a lot of skepticism came from this tweet because um, apparently you can't see who donated on Venmo like you can on Patreon. Um, if I'm wrong, please let me know. But um, as far as that goes, I guess there was a lot of uproar on Twitter because of that, because no one really knew where the money was actually going to be going and whether Sarah was being truthful about it. And um, so um, a lot of skepticism came from that. And she's had many people ask different questions, where she lived, and um, a lot of personal questions that um, I would assume that Sarah was very um, uncomfortable with. And Shiloh saw this and came at some of the the people that were asking these horrible questions and asking these very creepy questions and she called them out calling them creepy saying that if you don't leave her alone that she she's gonna come find them and you know you'll hear from my lawyers and stuff like that so um apparently one of uh the reporters on youtube kind of got in the crosshairs of this as well um i don't know whether the whole thing started by him talking to Shiloh or Sarah, but uh, they ended up, Shiloh and this reporter guy, I don't know his name, I, to me he's very unknown because I, I go by Phil DeFranco and Repzilla and all those people, but um, apparently he's a reporter, an independent reporter on YouTube, um, and... I guess he was asking some questions that, at the time, Shiloh did not approve of, and so she decided to attack him as well, and also kind of outing him as a predator, or using the hashtag, like, go after predators or something like that. I don't know the hashtag very well. Um, So she's kind of in hot water right now because of what she's done. because she wrongly accused somebody of being a predator. And, um... Yeah. She has since apologized, which I feel is a very good step for her to take. Um, she does recognize that she did something wrong. Um, and, uh, in my opinion, I feel like in flights of passion like this... And yes, I do a flight of passion. That sounds gross. I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong, uh, wrong thing to say. <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to say is that I I know that Shiloh has a lot of passion to protect people from Onision and from predators like Onision. So I believe that she was on fire at this point. Um trying to protect Sarah, trying to protect a lot of other people from different predators, and she probably noticed something from this reporter that she did not like, and she just wanted to make sure that Sarah was safe. Um, And yes, that did backfire, but she has apologized, and um, I do believe that Um, people on Twitter, people who are on social media a lot need to realize that 
people are people, whether or not they are victims, suspects, or, um, you know, regular people. Uh, people are going to make mistakes. So, uh, yes, it is very crucial to this case that she's done this. It's going to make her come off like the allegations against her from Onision are true. And she's got to have a lot of damage control from this. And um, <clears throat> that's something that uh, we also need to take in consideration that uh, sh people are human. People will make mistakes. Shiloh made a mistake. She admitted to it. She apologized. And she has since tried to, um, from what, from the tweets that I've already seen, um, she's trying to move past it and move forward. And that's exactly what everybody needs to be doing now. Um, because it was a little hiccup. It was pretty crucial to the case. Uh, because it kind of shows a behavior that we have not seen from one of the victims. So it could or could not be put into this case whether, I, I don't really know, but um, it could hurt the case a lot if it is even included in this case, uh, her behavior towards this guy. So um, that's all I'm really going to say about this segment, just because that's all I really know. Um, so yeah, uh, but I don't have, I did not have, like, in my opinion, I don't lose faith in Shiloh. I believe that she's just very protective. She's tough. She just wants to make sure that her friends and the people that she loves are safe and sound. And sometimes when you are protective, you get overly protective like that. And, you know, it happens. It happens and it, you know, people need to understand that and forgive her. That's all I gotta say. But yes, it was a big boo-boo from her. But, um, big boo-boo? Jesus. Am I 80? Okay. <clears throat> Next segment is, uh, why is Davi Vanity back in the news? Honestly. Okay. Um, Davi Vanity, for those of you who don't know, if you guys have been living under a rock, um, he is a, he used to be the lead singer of a band called Blood on the Dance Floor, and he has been accused of assaulting at least 21 women, um, in total. Um, I want to say most of them are underage because he's been targeting women, um, underage. And so... Um, I want to say the reason why this is coming back into the news is because it's getting more recognition now than it has been back then. And because of this, everybody's kind of mad. Everybody's like, well, we told you, we told the authorities that this is happening. He's even admitted to it saying, oh, I didn't know she was 15 and all this other stuff. And I think that's one of the reasons why he's back in the uh, news is because people are now starting to recognize that this predator culture has been existing for a very long time. And because of platforms like Take a Seat with Chris Hansen, they have more exposure now, more than ever, because of the Onision case and because of like people like Chris Hansen who are 
um, witch hunting them down. And um, back then, uh, Davi Vanity, or David Torres, as uh, he is also known to be, that's his real name, uh, he was a hairstylist on MySpace, I think that's where he started out. Then uh, Davi Vanity became uh, a member and lead singer of Blood on the Dance Floor, and um, there's been numerous screenshots and numerous text messages of um, him talking to underage women about oral sex and um, sexual abuse and everything like that. He's It is disgusting what this man has done. Um, like I said, he's admitted to it saying, oh, I didn't know uh, these women were 15 or underage or anything like that. And he's... I don't want to say, I think he's gotten away with it, honestly. I think, I don't think, as far as I know, there has not been any police order or any type of um, arrest made. He's just been unemployed and, you know, blood on the dance floor isn't there anymore. It's not relevant anymore. The band is broken up and everything. But... I kind of understand now why so many people are mad at this now. Because there have been 21, 21, Jesus, there have been 21 women in total, okay, as far as we know. And honestly, his new relevance is also probably because there's more women coming forth about this. But as far as I know, the only reason why he's being more relevant is because there's more exposure to these predators and they're pushing Davi Vanity back into the spotlight to get him arrested. And I love that. But um, I love the fact that predators are now being more exposed to the law enforcement and more exposed on the internet. It's getting people to see. Getting important people like Chris Hansen and, and other people who are capturing these predators, it's giving, it, people are looking now. People are listening now. Back then, people weren't listening. People weren't um, taking the uh, fan base of Blood on the Dance Floor and the people who were against this band and against uh, Davi Vanity's uh, behavior. They weren't taking anybody seriously because they were underage kids. And, um, <clears throat> as far as I know, uh, there, yeah, there's been numerous counts and many, many stories of, uh, girls coming forward saying that he's an oral sex fiend. Uh, I guess one of the victims came forward and said that, um, he made her mouth bleed because of how violent he was in oral sex. Um, fans who are dedicated to this van this band still today um, have come forth and saying, oh, we're gonna rape you. You don't know what rape is. I'm gonna stick a, a pitchfork up your butt and it's gonna come out your mouth. I mean, and I've never actually listened to um, this band. I have heard some of the, um, songs, and I, I've heard people on YouTube read some of the lyrics, and they are very murderous and descriptive. And this, that's probably one of the reasons why a lot of people who are, excuse me, who are still for this band 
are getting all of this from, are getting the pitchforks up the butt and, and saying all these evil things is because they have that in their lyrics and it's disgusting and it's very demented and it's very disturbing. And um, there's people, like I said, there's fans out there trying to go after a lot of the victims back then. I They probably are still doing it now, but I don't know how relevant that is now. But um, <clears throat> there's a lot of people who are still for Davi Vanity saying, oh, he didn't do anything wrong and um, he didn't rape anybody. You don't know what rape is. And um, so much. There have been a lot of fans making death threats against these victims and I know in my opinion Dodd Vanity needs to be going to jail um, I don't understand why he's not in jail yet I don't understand why he's still free, why he's still a free man um, 21 women have come forth um, yes you could easily argue that this is um, a media, social media outcry saying that, oh, they just want money, they just want, um, you know, pain and suffering, uh, stuff like that, like, compensation for pain and suffering and everything like that, because it's easy for a woman to accuse a man of rape and be believed, because you never really hear a lot of allegations about a man being raped by a woman, but... That, that's a different uh, segment for another time about rape culture, but um, yeah. Um, there is one main victim or alleged victim or I don't even know. Uh, I have watched a uh, segment about Jesse Slaughter from this YouTuber called The Gamer from Mars. As far as I know, her story about her meeting Davi Vanity and having a relationship with him or being friends with him is all hearsay, as far as I know. Um, that's why I did not put her in the segment. Because for one, I need more research on that, whether or not it's true. Because I don't want to pass it off as truth for you guys to believe it and for you guys to be in an uproar and be angry with me for spreading false news. But, um... That's the Divey Vanity case, uh, in my opinion. You you guys already know that I absolutely hate anybody who decides to victimize a child, um, a person underage, or molesting babies or anything like that. I feel like if anybody does that, I feel like they need to be in jail or worse. Uh, do I believe that those people who are predators are able to repent and turn around? Yes. I believe that if, hey, if they want help, then they should get help. But if they're not actually changing, put them in jail and lock them away forever. Because I am a person who values the innocence of children. I believe that that is important for children to grow up with their innocence. And having their innocence taken confuses and messes up with their minds. Uh, any child who's been molested, raped, or sexually abused, um, they don't grow up in the best mindset after all of that. Um, and I personally feel like anybody who does that needs to be beat up 
pretty bad with an inch of their life and just left somewhere. And I... I'm trying not to be very um, passionate and cuss and everything because I don't want to... I don't want Rogue Radio to be a platform where I cuss or anything like that. I want it to be clean stuff that I put out to you guys. Because I personally cuss and I don't want to use that on my platform. I feel like um, y'all don't need that. (laughs) It's a good practice for me to stop cussing as well. So... Um, there's just a certain persona that I want to kind of put put forth on my um, podcasts, and uh, so when I get passionate like that and I start like pausing, it's because I don't want to say something that I don't want to like. I don't want to say something wrong, and I don't want to end up slipping up and saying, "Oh, this guy's an effing a hole" and all this stuff. Like I, I been known to do that, and I don't want to do that anymore. Um, next segment, I have some Onision news. There's not much, and I'm kind of disappointed about this case, um, because right now it's at a standstill. I don't know whether or not that's because of the FBI building a case, building a good investigation, or what, but, um, Onision has since made 36 videos on his YouTube channel about Sarah and about the whole situation there. Um, apparently he's accused her of saying that, um, she'd make his life a living hell, um, if she did, if, like, he tried to have sex with her or whatever, or something like that. Um, he admitted to some degree that, um, the reason why he had sex with her is because of this threat. Like, if you don't, I think it might have been because you. if you don't, I'm going to make your life a living hell or whatever. But I don't personally watch Onision anymore. I do my best not to, like, even go to his channel and watch his videos for research. So everything that I get off of YouTube about Onision is from other news uh, stations, like, on uh, YouTube, like Chris Hansen and uh, Repsion and Repsilla and everybody um, that are kind of on this case. So um, he kind of spun the victimization card. Of course, he spun it his way, saying that I'm the victim here because um, if I didn't have sex with her, then you know I would have been put in jail. Uh, she would have made my life a living hell, but guess what? I mean, your life is already a living hell because you had sex with her. Um, yeah. Um, uh, as far as the Chris Hansen, uh, channel, I think right now he's biding time because the, um, FBI is still investigating on the case and making sure that they have a good solid case and uh I think a lot of people right now are kind of um kind of upset about uh everything about like the standstill of this case there there is going to be places in cases like that where everything's kind of at a standstill and everybody's waiting everyone's trying to be patient it's because FBI is trying to make a case. 
And in any case, that's going to be part of a case. And I think Chris Hansen right now is biding time by talking to psychologists and talking to some YouTubers that are kind of talking about this case who are who know a lot about um, the culture of Onision in order to get more information. I think right now Chris Hansen is just kind of um, being just as patient as everybody else who's watching him. So <clears throat> that's my opinion on it. <clears throat> National news is the next segment. Um, Coronavirus uh, has spread worldwide. There's been two cases in Ohio from where I live, but they've um, since now, like they've kind of been tested negative for coronavirus. So as far as I know, Ohio has not been contaminated with the virus. Um... There's two cases right now in Tampa Bay, Florida, so anybody who lives in Tampa Bay, I would suggest that you guys wear a mask, make sure you guys have some hand sanitizer, um, stay away from people who, you know, have, you know, travel abroad and stuff like that. Um, there are some rumors about how it got started. Don't take any of this as factual because... I don't know personally, um, my husband said that he read somewhere that it was a lab spill, um, that there's a big lab over there in China somewhere where, I think it was Wuhan, China? I'm sorry if I got that wrong, I apologize, but, excuse me, um, Apparently, like, they were researching this strain of coronavirus, and it spilled, and it got on the rats, and the bats, and uh, the street food that um, a lot of, you know, Chinese vendors sold in the streets of China, and that's probably where it came from. Um, I've heard that it just came from the rats, that it just came from the bats, that it wasn't actually from any lab spill. But, um, the origin of it kind of, you know, remains to be seen, I guess. We don't know a lot about the coronavirus. And I know Trump, I don't know as far as, like, Trump addressing this. I think he still needs to address what's going on with this. Um, and I think he's kind of in the same boat as we are. He's trying to get more factual, um information about it in order to put it out to the public and, you know, tell them to be safe about it. So, um, in Washington, there was one case of death from the coronavirus. Um, uh, there's some of the symptoms that are like flu-like symptoms. Uh, it's more of a respiratory virus. Sometimes there's fluid in the lungs. Um, let's see. Sometimes they have uh, pneumonia symptoms. There's uh, runny nose, cough, sore throat, fever, and headache. Um, so I would be very careful uh, for anybody who's traveling abroad, whoever is going outside of the U.S., just to be careful about, um, you know, picking up all of that, all that sickness. Um... I do have some precautions written down. Um, it is a pathogenic virus. Um, it is passed on from animals to humans sometimes. 
Um, they are working on a vaccine, which means it's going to take some time for us to get a vaccine because they're still researching this strain. And um, some precautions that we have been told um, is to wear a mask when you're outside, use hand sanitizer, um, and that's pretty much it. Like keeping your hands clean, don't touch people who you know have been like traveling abroad and all this stuff. Don't eat street food. Um, so yeah, it's uh, pathogenic, meaning it can be passed from person to person. Yes, it is contagious that way, but um, as far as like people who are traveling, it's more, um, they're more susceptible of getting it just because they're in that atmosphere and it is, it's airborne. Um, so uh, it is a very confusing case. Um, of coronavirus. This is like, mm. I mean, there's a lot of information that I did write down um, that it's more of a threat to travelers and there's strains that mutate and change. So they are having a hard time keeping up with that mutation and the changes from this strain in order to make a vaccine and everything like that. So, um, so yeah, that, that's all I got for this. Um, there's shortness of breath, that's another um, symptom of the coronavirus. But these are so small, like these symptoms are very small, that I feel like people are already scared because they probably already got one of these symptoms. But as far as I know from what I've researched, like if you're sitting at the dinner table and you're, you know, you're not necessarily going outside and traveling abroad. You don't have much of a likelihood to get it, as far as I, I know. Um, like I said, it's more susceptible to like travelers and people who travel abroad and who are eating foreign food and who are eating, you know, things from China and, and stuff like that and people, you know. Whoever has that has been carrying it to the U.S. and people get it and uh, it's a very confusing virus as far as I know. Like, this is probably the weirdest case I've ever seen, like the weirdest virus I've ever seen in my life. Um, it does attack people with a uh, weaker immune system, so like if you have certain like... Um, If you have a weak immune system, I would suggest that you stock up on your medication and try to strengthen your immune system as best as possible. It does attack people over 50 or over 80, um, older people, and um, yeah, that, that's as far as I know. Um, the whole uh, segment of this has been kind of sporadic just because we don't know a lot about the coronavirus and and when i i'm trying to inform you guys it's just been all over the place so um i'm just as confused as you guys are and uh but i will say guys stay safe wear a mask um if you're really concerned about this virus um i would suggest just to wear a mask and and make sure that your hands are clean and make sure that you don't um you're not in direct contact with anybody who you know that are is like traveling and who's really severely sick 
And, um, yeah. Taliban peace deal, okay? 18 months of uh, negotiations, I guess. Um, and they signed a deal. It's been 20 years of war in Afghanistan. Um, Trump's Trump kind of speaks with the Taliban on removal of terrorists, so they've kind of made an agreement about removing the terrorism from Afghanistan. Um, within those 20 years, they we have defeated Al-Qaeda, and um, so yeah, there's not much of a reason why the troops should be there. I, I don't know. I kind of... I'll talk to you guys about my opinion about it, but anyway. Um, while the troops were in there, they defeated Al-Qaeda. Uh, they restored women's rights somewhat. Um, I wouldn't say that that's... I don't know. I feel like women's rights uh, has a lot longer to go with that in Afghanistan, but... Um, and some say, like... Some- Excuse me. There's a lot of people saying that this is an Obama-style deal. Well, of course. Of course people would say that. Of course people would say that Trump, a Republican, is making a Democratic deal. Well, of course, because, hey, that's exactly what we wanted for a very long time, and you're just gonna say, oh, that's just because Obama, you know, loosened the whole deal up for you and you got it. No. No. Give credit where it's due, bro. Okay? Yes, I'm a Republican and I know that I'm gonna lose listeners. But guess what? Trump 2020. Okay? Trump 2020. But as far as this goes, I'm kind of iffy about it, like, as the segment the, the whole Taliban deal because biblically there's a lot of, um, There's a lot of tension between Israel and, uh, and uh, Palestine, but I, I know that's different. But um, I'm kind of kind of skeptical about it, just because we've been at odds with Afghanistan for a very long time, and how do we know that they're not going to trick us? in some way in this deal, in this peace deal. But the key to peace, apparently, for uh, Trump and Afghanistan was it was not negoti negotiated, like, in um, Afghanistan on their turf. So they decided to choose a neutral place to negotiate. And um, as far as the plan goes with the uh, peace deal, um, they're hoping to pull out 8,400 troops and within the 14 month period and all tr and then all troops like later after that and then later on after that they want to you know exchange prisoners as well so yeah so that's the whole Taliban case um and now on to my surprise for one of my listener countries I will apologize in advance if I get any of these, uh, any of this news kind of mixed up or what have you, if you guys are listening, um, if this country's listening, uh, please feel free to correct me if I am wrong on any news about this because I'm new to learning about this and, um, I want to keep talking about it as well. So, um, 
My surprise is for Spain because Spain was one of my first countries that decided to listen to me. Um, I wanted to talk about the Barcelona protests and um, about the Catalan, the, the Catalonia um, sort of independence issue. So um, I actually looked up like Spanish news and that was like the one thing that I found on YouTube about um, Barcelona protests and, um, you know, people trying to want independence from Spain because, um, those of you who don't know, Catalonia is a region in Spain, um, up in the northeast. Um, it is a very wealthy, uh, part of Spain and, um, Catalonia was a big region back in the day, like in the 1970s. I don't know if they've ever had independence, but um, as far as I know, like back in the 1970s, Franco Francisco, I hope I got that right, um, he was a dictator and he ended up um, making Catalan, which is their main language, illegal, and anybody who was named a Catalan name um, their names would be illegal, and, um, so they would have to go by a Spanish name, and, um, so I kind of understand why, like, this independence protest was so important to the Catalan people, so, um, because back then, you know, they were kind of treated like a second class, and now they kind of, because of the decisions of, um, you know, the Spanish government, they kind of just want to be their own country now. They want to declare their independence. And, um, I think at one point they did propose that, hey, we want to be an independent country and we want to be an independent region. So, um, they, I think they, uh, I think it's called a referendum. They, um, had a referendum. I don't really know. I forgot what that meant, but, um, as far as I know, the referendum was illegal because, um, because of sedition and sedition, of course, is conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against a state or monarch. And because of that, the referendum was declared illegal because of sedition because it's unpatriarchal, it's unconstitutional. So, um, right now, Catalonia, as far as I know, it could, it could have changed. Um, right now, Catalonia is not independent. Um, I think, um, the Senate approved direct rule of Catalonia by Madrid. Catalonia um, as far as I know, uh, is not an independent country. Um, I think Spain is still taking over Catalonia. So, um, yeah, and I think Madrid is kind of leading that region in, in Catalonia. So, um, yeah. Like I said, this is a very new, uh, new segment to me. Um, I'm learning about, um, the government of Spain. I'm learning a whole lot more about 
um, what my countries that are listening to me, what what the countries that I'm that that are listening to me, excuse me, um, that are what they're going through, and I wanted to be able to address their uh, concerns as well for anybody who was going through that. Um, I hope. Um, Catalonia, uh, as far as I know, this is something I also wanted to talk about. As far as I know, um, from what I've researched, Catalonia is very divided. A lot of people in Catalonia want independence from Spain. And there's a lot of people that don't want to be independent from Spain. And that's probably one of the reasons why Spain did not make any move for any independence, um, with Catalonia. And that's one of the reasons probably, you know, why they've decided to keep Spain a whole country as, you know, as far as I know. Um, but like I said, everybody from Spain who is listening, please drop me a voice message and let me know if I said anything wrong. Update me. Talk to me. Um, I really want to keep talking about this because I do care about the countries that actually listen and um, I'm just gonna keep talking about this uh, issue as uh, I'm being updated on it so um, yeah so if I got anything wrong please feel free to free to correct me I'm no expert yet um, so anyways um, I wanted to give you guys a nice little daily news segment and that's what I did so um, Like I said, guys, drop me a line. Let me know. And uh, I'll see you guys later. See ya.